3: The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences.
2: yeah dance Scout dance Scout Scout is in where are, where are you Where are you Where are you You're in Kentucky You're in Kentucky You're in Kentucky <laughs> I'm in a haunted hotel yeah. yeah yeah what's up Hi Scout Hi, babe. How are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where the fuck are you? You look like you're in a not beautiful hotel <laughs> Are you jealous? <laughs>
0: I'm so jealous. Actually, I wish okay. I was there
2: with my ghost <laughs> I'm hunting gear. Br-
0: I'm at the Brown Hotel, which is in Kentucky. Um, there's a lot of history um,
2: with this hotel. Don't, don't ask haunted, me what it is. Right? History means uh-huh. a.k.a. Haunted.
0: Yeah, it means been here a long time. There's dead people, dead spirits mm. everywhere. There's probably hidden dead bodies in the walls. No, 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 everybody, the brown, I love the brown. It's great, it's great. <laughs> but when you walk in, it literally feels like
2: Queen Elizabeth decorated this. I can tell by your gorgeous settee that's behind you. That's beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and your the AC doesn't really work very oh, well, so I had that's to. That's
2: lovely. Isn't that good? Isn't it's like, making it, movies just so glamorous? So glamorous. <laughs> so
0: glamorous. It's got like a a, a musk smell. Oh yes, like yes. very like old spooge yeah. on the settee. I, I thought it was my own room.
2: Yeah, it's just the hotel. Oh yeah, it's not really your room. It's just it's just the it's just the air the air. Oh, oh, air. Oh, what's that? Oh, oh de toilette air of old shit.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, thanks. Thankfully, my guy, uh, already sent me flowers that oh, kind of helped. Nice. And then I got a eucalyptus candle. I got some lavender spray. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's like it's an experience, dude. Every
2: time I go on location for more than two weeks, I'll hit the drugstore in the area and get like little little things for the room, like a candle. And oh, that's gorgeous. I would cover her ass up real fast. You guys that aren't watching, uh, there's this like these horrific paintings on your wall. Oh my god, yeah, it's spooky. It's like all spooky.
0: (laughs) But it's weird though. Like I. Have not been able to sleep every night from three o'clock till about five. It's the witching hour. Last night was three to it's six. Switching hour, dude. Dude, I'm telling like you, like my mind is Let's just going. Am- there's no. nothing, but it's a real thing. There's nothing negative. There's nothing like, dude. It's it's. I think maybe because I said something the first time I came in here. Oh, they're attacking me. And I was like, yeah. So now they're like. Beep.
2: we're gonna haunt you bitch (laughs) you ain't gonna sleep here we go uh witching (laughs) hour the witching hour uh what is a 3 3 a.m challenge uh, that wasn't what i was looking for um in folklore the witching hour or devil's hour is a time of night that is associated with supernatural events whereby witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear to be at their most powerful. Definitions vary and include the hour immediately after midnight and the time between three and 4 a.m. That is a witching hour. Did you not know that?
0: No, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, that's why you're up after three. Great. That is when they are most powerful, Scout. So summon your good witches to help you survive. What do I do? What do I do? No, that I'm, no, really I'm su- not a. Yeah. Uh, let's ask everybody if you guys can write in right now because we're, we're recording this just like a week or two in advance. So if you could just write mm-hmm. into us and let Scout know what she can do to clear your keep your space like safe sage maybe yeah the probably whole, stage it's, it's the whole it's the hotel. hotel you're gonna be going around staging everything everyone's gonna be like who's smoking weed in here um it, you know <laughs> gonna be like what the fuck is that smell are there other people from your movie staying where you're staying <gasps> or is yeah, it like is it four, everybody four or five four okay. or five people the actors the actors of course um and no, are there other no weird experiences yeah but you know you're susceptible to that shit you know, you're like an open vessel. They're like, they're coming in. They're coming in to, mm-hmm. to find I you.
0: changed rooms because <laughs> when I got in here, the musky smell, I was like, uh-uh, I can't do this. I can't do this. So I, I went and looked at another
2: room, but it literally was like a a brick box
3: oh, and no. one
2: window. I oh like, no, that. <laughs> no, no. Oh my God. And you know, everyone listening, we're not posh. Like we're not like high maintenance no. chicks. It's just like, okay, I've got to live in this room for a month and I feel like I'm in prison or I feel like someone's going to stab me. Ghosts are going to stab me in my sleep.
0: Oh yeah. There's, there's dead grandmas oh. here. Like there's probably one right here.
2: Oh, oh my God. I
0: mean, it's for sure. There's something going on and it's been getting worse every day. I've been here for three nights Like last night was the absolute worst. And what my mind was thinking about was like everything in my life. It was like, I would go to sleep and I'd be like, okay, Scout, just shut it off. Shut it off. Don't think about anything. And then it was like a movie playing in my mind about some something in my life. And then and I would wake up and I would try to figure it out and then be like, it was so clear. Interesting,
2: interesting. I always have a hard time sleeping in hotels because I feel like the energy of everyone that's ever been there like jumps into my brain before I go to sleep or while I'm sleeping. I've definitely changed. When I did Wish Upon a Star, actually, there was, I was, whatever room I was in at this nice hotel in Utah I had to be haunted or something was going on because I was there for like five days. And I had the most horrific nightmares. I had to oh, switch wow. rooms, and the rooms were not all the same. I switched rooms, and it—I was totally fine. Maybe you should. Are they have any other rooms open? No.
0: I—I I mean, I—I. I, you, you don't, don't want, want to be a pain in kind of the ass. Madonna. I already looked at one. You're like, nah, <laughs> <And> pass. It's <laughs> not nice <laughs> enough. <laughs> They're like well, this it was fucking just, it was actress. Like one open. I mean, this is. It's also really tiny. Um so everything's just shoved in, you know, right, right. all the old antiques. There's like horses over there. What if you moved shit around my bed? What if you might take stuff off? I can't move them. <gasps>
2: They're like stuck to the wall forever. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I've tried to move them.
0: I haven't even unpacked. I usually unpack.
2: <laughs> you're not, you're not settled. I'm not settled.
0: Can and you I go to settled, somewhere I- else?
2: Like a little Airbnb or something? No, you no, don't want to be like that person.
0: you know, it's like you know they save money or yeah,
2: bulk somewhere here and there. You know,
0: yeah. I, I, I'm I'm fine. It's just it. I I don't feel anything. I I do know that my my something's going on because I'm it's it's always hmm. around three o'clock and. It's just been getting longer and longer and longer every night. So I might just fucking
2: take a melatonin tonight. Yeah, go for it. Take a melatonin. But then what if you have like, like, hip, like a psychotic, not psychotic, like dreams where you're like tripping out?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't maybe know I what I just that need stuff to does. Actually go into tune
2: with it and just talk to the spirit oh. and just like be like, what's up? What's can you happened? record yourself doing that at 3am so I can watch?
0: I will. <laughs> I'm actually going to call you at 3 I,
2: I, I a.m. I probably will be awake because Jagger will be asking me for a bottle and to change his diaper or some bullshit like he does every morning at 3 a.m. Mama, get my bottle. I gotta get me milk. Come lay with me. Can you nuggle? I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Jagger in his bed sending me signals. <sighs> he must be. He like, must be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm awake. You need to be awake, bitch. It's me. Actually, I'm the one making you stay awake. Oh my yeah, god, you know it's it's, it's funny that you were talking about how you're having all these visions flashing in your head. So I was driving down here today and I'm, you know, I'm I'm leaving like very very soon forever. So from from California, not like, you know, the planet. Um yeah. and uh and I'm I'm just reme- like all of these like memories of my twenties are like flooding me as I'm driving around uh, stuff no. that I just never thought I would ever even remember. Just like little, you know, yeah. little places or this or that, or this song or that place I used to dance or, you know, just, just like these awesome memories about how fucking great I had it in my, you know, my, my teens and twenties and half of my thirties in Los Angeles and how this place mm-hmm. really does sort of like people come in and use it for what they need it for and then they either get sucked in and they 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 be, you know get overtaken by the the death that it could be Los Angeles or they get the yeah. fuck out but it's yeah. like everybody comes in to sort of get something from Hollywood and and it's pretty amazing you know i the the amount of art that comes out of california you know of hollywood of california the movies that we make and the talent that is here is really uh, uh, abundant I mean there's so much of it going on and then you look at like you know what sort of happened as the de- deterioration of Los Angeles of, of the bad that is happening and and it's really it's uh it's really sad and scary you know but I'm so glad that I have those memories so I'm trying to sort of hold on to all of those things those places that I danced at or you know things places that I wouldn't go mm-hmm. anymore I, lo- I drove by like you know kind of my old neighborhood when I lived in Hollywood and I lived there by myself I was 24 you know I would, yeah. n- I would never live there now married with, with weapons, I wouldn't live there now. And I had bars in the back of my house even back then, but I would sit outside by porch and like smoke cigarettes and drink drinks at like, you know, midnight by myself and, and just chill with like my dog outside and, you know, half drunk and like chat with my friends on the phone or have parties and, you know, oh. game night and just stuff that just doesn't really exist anymore. I mean, it's so sad. And then I'm like, all right, I got, I, I got it. I got my fix. And then now I'm going to, move to the country and like live a a simple, normal life. But I still feel like when I come back here, I'm going to, I'm more excited to kind of come back and like do little things. Like my friend Sean's in town today um, from Canada. He used to live here and we would party and dance. He was like my dancing sidekick and uh, and oh, he's nice. a little bit older than me but um, it was always like he was like my ride or die, you know and uh, we would just fucking, we Aww. would take over the dance floor and he called me last night and he's like, D I am turning like in the 90s. I am turning this bar. I'm making a dance floor and people are following and I'm with my 20 year old friend and I'm his wingman and I hooked him up with some chick that he's probably going to get late tonight and I'm having this." T- in my life. He's like, my knees may not feel good tomorrow. My hips, my back. He's like (laughs) hurt. He's like, but I'm just, but I'm, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that tomorrow. And it's true. It's like, you know, you, you still, I, I think like, I look, I, cause I'm 45 now, right? My birthday was last week. So I look in the mirror and I'm like, how old do I feel? Like I feel, I'm going to say, I feel like 36. Like that's what my brain feels like. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm 45. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't sound so old. How old do you feel? Like you, do you feel like you're, you feel like you're 28 to me. Yeah. 27, probably. like 27, 28. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I not mid twenties cause you're
2: mean? more mature, but I don't see you like over 30. I still feel your energy is young and vibrant yeah. and you know. Yeah. You know, I
0: was when you're saying all that stuff. I wonder because I I was doing the same thing, um, just like driving through old uh, old areas. Obviously, I mean, I'm not leaving as fast as you are, but is is it who we were at yeah. that time? I think it so. feels so different. Or yeah. what is it because LA know. was so different?
2: I, I, you know, I don't know. I was listening to pink who I love on the radio and I was blasting it and I had my roof open and my windows open and I was fucking singing and just remembering like dancing, you know, uh, on tabletops. And I was like, God, is that, but then when I put the music on, I still want to dance on tabletops. Like I still have that in me where I want to fucking party, but I just don't. Cause it's like, well, okay. where, what am I going to, where am I going to go? I'm like fucking 45. Like where am I gonna go party, um, But I have that still in me, so I don't know if that part ever really leaves, you know? I mean, God, I used to have like pole dancing parties and underwear parties. And I have pictures of like a dozen of my girlfriends, like standing on my coffee table. We used to have this old big, um, I took it from my friend, Kimberly, my friend Kim and I would swap furniture all the time. Um, just like at new Mm -hmm. stuff. So we'd always like trade shit. And I had this big old, like gypsy door barn. You would have loved this coffee table, but we use it as a dance floor. So we'd like have, I would like teach everybody pole classes and then we'd go like dance. We'd blast the music. And then we'd invite all the guys over at like midnight. So the girls would be like, Drunk in their underwear between 10 and 12, just parting themselves. And then we'd have like 40 dudes come over at midnight and just hang out till four in the morning. And then everybody would be like fucking in different rooms or hooking up in different rooms. Or remember I walked out of my friend, my friend Sean. I went outside, the same Sean that I'm talking going to eat with now. um I went outside to the front yard to like walk someone out or something. And I saw him like banging some girl in my like front office room. Like the windows were open. And I just saw it like this girl was like doggy style. And it was like just waving to me, like I was like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. And it was just so normal and fun and funny and Mm -hmm. like acceptable. And oh, my God. And here we are, like old people reminiscing about that time in our lives. Oh, the good old. I know, but I feel like you would still go do that shit. (laughs) I feel like I would still find you fucking on a balcony. Dude, (laughs) I wish that there were house parties like there are no house parties anymore. Like no one. Everyone's like too busy on their phone and like, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. dude. Nobody wants
0: to get together anymore. That was like one thing I do remember. This this place that I had in Hollywood, that my balcony always ended up being the balcony. Like everyone would always, and it overlooked the freeway, so it was so oh, loud. So yes. n- none of the neighbors would
2: hear. It was perfect. It don't you love being the cool house like I was always the cool house like the house where you could do whatever just no drugs I wasn't that was the only like no no was like don't you dare do cocaine in my house or you're fucking out remember like my 18th birthday I found a bunch of like lines of cocaine on the bathroom toilet I have no idea who who was over and doing it but that was always like a big "Eh, and that's a quick way to get you kicked out of my house but anything else kind of went I was like, I fucking, remember. Oh, that's cute. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good. I mean, I, I never had, I mean, my house only
0: every once in a while, but I would always go to people's.
1: Go to people's I house. wanted
0: to go.
2: I always wanted to get out of my bubble and go somewhere. See, I was like a mama, it's like, come through. to my house. I will provide you with alcohol and music oh. and dancing and girls and guys and hookups and like party. I think cause I, I wanted to be so reckless, but I still needed to feel safe. So I could be yeah. reckless with my friends as long as I felt like I was protected in my home I wouldn't do that at anybody else's house. I never went any, I never went out to anyone else's house. Then I would get pissed off when nobody would invite me over. They're like, well, why don't we just go to your house? Like, what do you mean you want to come to my house? What
0: are we going to do at <laughs> my house? That's the thing. Fuck. Yeah, that's the thing. No one wants, everyone wants to just go to your house and,
2: you know. And then you got to clean up They're the like, next why, day. why is that not happening? Dude, invite me <laughs> over. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> invite me over, bitch. So, um, so, so what was your, I'll explain mine, but it's so funny. What was your... So mine was, my whole LA life was, started in Apple Valley, went, guys, I feel like I'm like on SNL, the Californians, (laughs) (laughs) went started from Apple Valley, went to Toluca Lake, then went to Hollywood, Uh straight to fucking Hollywood. How old were you? Then Were you you
2: alone when you went to Hollywood? Like, were you living by yourself at that point? Okay. How old were you? Yes, I was alone.
0: Um, I think I was like 22. Okay. No, I did. I had I had a roommate. I moved in with my first girlfriend, or actually my second girlfriend, Megan, but I did it, she wasn't my girlfriend at the time. Got it. <laughs> I moved in and then uh roommates became more than roommate. <laughs> what happened? So I was in that, and it was right by the um Hollywood cemetery. It was oh. like walking
2: distance to the Hollywood oh, cemetery. God, of course. You just can't, can't get away from, from those dead people, can you? No, just I can't, can't I get escape comfort. the dead people. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to move out of a mortuary um, and I'm and- going to move next door to the cemetery where I feel safe. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and I go watch movies in the cemetery. It was such a great time. It was really nice. You no, know, I never did to the, that. To the cemetery. I've lived here for thirty years did? and I never did movies in the cemetery. No. Oh my god, it's the greatest. I still do it from time to time. I love it.
0: But yeah, it's so funny. And then I, it's like coming back full circle. I, 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 mean, I don't think maybe you haven't moved as much as I did. And then I moved to Hollywood, and then I moved to, um, back to North Hollywood, and then I moved to Burbank, and then I moved to, uh, Glendale Hills, and then I moved to Topanga Canyon. I, dude, I was, I was I'd like moved every year, I
2: somewhere new. Every two okay. for me, it was every two years. Oh, I, every year I was like. Dun, Yeah. dun, 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 dun. Yep. gypsy lives. Yeah, yeah. I started in Brentwood, Brentwood. And then from Brentwood, I moved to – actually moved here from uh, during pilot season, just for pilot season. I ended up getting Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead, like, on my first audition. So I stayed. I was living staying with my manager at the time. And then it was, like, me, Kirsten Dunst, and then Brittany Murphy. <gasps> so it was, like, the three of us, like, came out from New York together kind of sort of thing.
0: Wait, wait, wait stop there. I know you guys want me to stop her there. First of all, <laughs> those are my two favorite actresses.
2: Oh,
0: I mean, Brittany Murphy,
2: I, I Brittany love, and me, I, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Sorry, You're first.
0: Then probably just kidding. Murphy and I
2: so t- do you have any Brittany Murphy, Kirsten Dunn oh, stories? God. Yeah. So, so, oh my God, Please. not as much Kiki, but like her and I did modeling back in New York when she was like two and I was like, six. Um, but I've, I should find that actually. I've got like old, like my, when I move, I'll look through it. I've got like print ads from like catalogs, like Bloomingdale's of like Kirsten and I, um, oh my God. so I didn't, her mom came out pretty quickly. Um, but Brittany didn't, Brittany ended up staying with me for a little while. So my manager brought us out and then I, I he was like kind of a slave driver. Like, uh, I don't, maybe mm-hmm. that's, a, I don't know if that's a bad word, but maybe that's probably a bad word to use. I don't know, but I've heard it before, um, where he he was like making us get up at like, you know, seven in the morning and like make our bed and then like sit on the couch and make him breakfast. And it was just weird because um, he was my manager's boyfriend, actually, at the time. He didn't do anything weird to me or anything like that. But it was just like she needed someone to come out to L.A. to open up the L.A. office. But it was like an apartment in Brentwood. Unlike Barrington and Wilshire, you know. Mm. And um, so I was the first the first one that came out to give it a try, essentially. And I was like, this is weird, I don't like this. My mom had my sister, she was my sister was in school, like she couldn't come out yet. So I was just out here by myself with him. I was twelve. It's kinda weird, right? I wouldn't send my twelve year old out with some dude to like live no. in an apartment. Um All these things you think about after the fact, you're like, that's kind of not okay. What the fuck? Um, And then my mom ended up coming out and we got an apartment. um, But Brittany came and moved in pretty quickly after that. Um, I got my apartment in Woodland Hills. And then I was there for uh, maybe a year. I went to junior high school. And then I went to um, Sherman Oaks. And Brittany ended up staying with me because she was having the same issues with the manager. Like, this is weird. This is weird. And her mom hadn't come out yet either. So she stayed with me. And then her mom got an apartment in the same building that that I lived in. So... We went to school. We did something called Valley Independent Study Center or Valley oh, Pro- yeah. Valley Professional Kids or something. It was like homeschool for actors. So we really didn't do anything. Basically, you just paid a bunch of money and they pass you. Um, and we would go into the Brittany and I would go into the racquetball court and we would sing songs from Annie together. Oh my gosh, I love it. Always. I have chills <gasps> thinking about it. Um, She just like popped into my body right now. That was so weird. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I was, she was part of my group for a long, Kirsten was like already kind of famous after, you know, the, her movie. She kind of like did her own, her own thing and had her own career. But Brittany, we're like, we were a part of like that, that click of like 90s, you know, teen stars i guess kind of sort of um i mean she was staying with me when she auditioned for clueless like you know i auditioned for it she auditioned for it we're like oh my god you know um so yeah it was it was uh she's the sweetest nicest most bubbly like light 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 up the room just you know just amazing she would always was always like but i remember the last time i saw her i was like what she's not well she does not look well. And I remember saying to her, like, girl, you need to eat. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you need to eat something. I don't know if you're not eating or what's going on, but you are so tiny, like tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, but that was the thing. Like, you know, everybody was like fucking skeletons in the 90s. I was mm-hmm. I look at pictures of myself and I, I recently saw somebody was posting something. You know, people post old pictures of you. You like see it on Instagram. And I keep like zooming in because it doesn't even look like me. I'm like, are they (laughs) fucking with my face? What is that? Is that a filter on a picture of me? But I was like rebelling against like being like in a box. I was like, fuck you. I'm going to cut all my hair off and I'm going to be chubby because I am not going to succumb to that. Whatever's going on in Hollywood, I am not going to do it. And I didn't work for a long time because of it. I mean, and I look back and I'm like, wow, well, I really I, I didn't realize that I was like rebelling. It could have also been the whiskey and the late night del Taco runs or <laughs> maybe all the alcohol Taco Bell at fucking taco Mexican pizzas, night. you know, at three o'clock in the morning. But I was dancing till I would like, you know, my cl- I'd be sweat through my clothes. So I don't I don't know. But so I sweat out the del taco. Yeah, well no, I ate the del taco after <laughs> right, right before I went to bed. <laughs> After I had sex with some you know, oh my eighteen God. year old or something, um, uh, anyway. okay. Don't, I don't want to lose sidetrack, side but you know, what do what do you think of her
0: whole her her death and stuff? What do you what do
2: you think of that? So you know, I did this. I um, cried. Yeah, I I did too. Um, I I did this show on E. Actually, can you turn my, let me turn your volume up a little bit because on my headphones, I can't hear myself talk as loud. Um And I don't think there's anybody. Oh, there we go. Perfect. That's so that's good. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um I was like, are my ears getting clogged? Um so I did this show. Oh my god ghosts you are not allowed in my body um so i so i did i i did this show years ago for e called hollywood death trip and first time i ever did a reality show and what i didn't realize was they knew things they knew that i was friends with britney and i i they were like surprising me along the way with like different cases and different people and all that stuff that's when i found out about johnny lewis that was the beginning of that um and i went they took me to britney's house and i didn't know that i was going to go there and not only did i go to britney's house it had been leveled um but they played the 911 call that sharon called, her mom called when she found britney in the shower which i'd never heard before and of course there's like cameras all over me um and then when we drove up to her house, her dad showed up with his girlfriend or whatever. And uh, I-, I wasn't expecting it. Like they were just, there were things that they had planned that to kind of throw me off that I, I was not. And if you watch it, you'll see how knowing me, you'll see how guarded and uncomfortable I am uh, with the situation because of course her dad's talking about like how Sharon did, it was her fault or maybe she killed her or Simon killed her or fucking whatever. Um, I went to the morgue. That's the first time that I ever went to LA County morgue and smelt what dead people smelled like for the first time. So I was there and I asked to go in and see it. And they opened up the door and I was shocked at what I saw. Yeah. I mean, it was like Costco of bodies. It literally was like there were, there were metal racks with bodies and it was all open mm-hmm. in one giant refrigerator space. No one's in like drawers or anything like that. It's where they just store the bodies, I guess. Um, a lot of the Jane Doe or whatever, and they're they're all toe tagged. But they were either in they were either covered in a sheet, a white sheet, or they were in a black garbage bag. See, it's true. You sneezed. God bless you. Um, that's an you. old 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 wife's tale. Um, so when you're in a bag, I guess. You were either burnt, you're a fire or like, you know, uh, disfigured, like gunshot or a jump from a building or, you know, it's, it's like that you, they don't want to see. It's sheet. It's yeah. just like natural causes, heart attack, like that kind of stuff where the body's still intact. Um, And I will never forget the smell. I could never get it. It was like nothing that I'd ever smelled before in my entire life. It was like burnt rubber and blood. It was, it was, it was, I was so shook. I couldn't deal. I I just couldn't, I couldn't shake the smell and the feeling. And I went and sat down with the coroner and went over Brittany's toxicology report with him on camera. Um, because I wanted to know exactly what was in her system. Um, they didn't tell you about this. They didn't tell that you were doing this. I did not know what was going to happen. I knew that I was going to the coroners. I did not know what was going to happen when I got there. Um, also, when I was there, a body had come in uh, from someone that jumped from like a three story building or something, this like skater kid. And he was, they, they were just like talking through the back door. Like he was like fucking arms over his head and leg bent backwards. And like, yeah, I mean, broken bot, like broken. And they're just like chatting. Yeah, that, and he's like, that's come quite- That's
0: why with my dad, I couldn't, I, I, you know, when he was like, well, we need to open up another mortuary and you need to take on the business. I was like, I do not have the personality that you have. You, you can crack jokes and all this stuff when you're touching or embalming or. or Is he like Dan Aykroyd?
2: I've like not met your dad, but I'm thinking like Dan Aykroyd from my girl. Like, is he that, is he like that kind of guy?
0: Pretty much. But dirtier. Maybe not so much anymore because he's re- he's been retired
2: for so long, yeah, <laughs> but definitely that's who that's who I grew up with for sure. hundred percent God, um, yeah, so we went over her toxicology report, um and there was a considerable amount of different types of medication in her body, nothing that was an mm-hmm. overdose, nothing that was uh anything that hadn't been prescribed. There was like, she she had pneumonia. So she basically, which I do this, take everything you can in the medicine cabinet right? You're like, okay, I need snacks. I need, but uh, then I'm uh, for my sinuses. Then I need to take, you know, uh, uh, Advil. Then I need, okay, but I still have to take my Prozac. And then I need, I'm having anxiety, so I'll take out of it. Like you, you just, you just do it. You just are like, shusha. and then vitamins. And then, you know, you need a wellness shot. And then you do, you do, you know, you do extra zinc and then you do a vitamin C shot. Then you're like glutathione. Like you're like whatever I can put in to make this feeling go away. And she had it all in her system. And it it she just her heart shut down it just was too much i don't know how long you know she was she was taking stuff for but she had been sick for a couple of weeks with pneumonia and was just medicate self medicating to make herself feel better and uh you know her dad tried to say some weird shit about selenium was in was it was like an overdose of selenium and he thought like sharon was like dosing her kid with with something I think to like kill her or Simon was doing it to kill her or whatever. And then they're like, the, 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 the corner was like, you could find this in like dandruff shampoo. Like the amount that was in her body was like, she was using dandruff shampoo. Like it's in head and shoulders. It's in yeah. like certain vitamins. It's, it's just in everything. This is not, nobody was poisoning her. Nobody was doing anything. And I think, you know, your hus- her husband ended up with the same, you know, he died of the same thing. That's crazy. Like, they were just pumping themselves with stuff and, and just not really careful, I guess. Um, her mom had nothing to do with it. I just think it's fucking ridiculous. But there was some woman that was with them. Um, and then they thought that, oh, God, it was so crazy, Scout. Like, there was this woman there that was talking about we sat down at a coffee shop after or something and she was saying something about how it was like immigration was after her because of her marrying Simon to get his green card. And it was like a federal thing and they were like target. There was like helicopters over her house. And I have no idea. I was like, this is so I was obviously not happy. They didn't, I don't think they put that part in the show. But I was not happy okay. while filming it. And you know, I can't keep my mouth shut. So I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, and this woman <laughs> had started harassing me on Twitter afterwards. Like, like seriously? Yeah this is so many years ago. This is like 10 years ago, but she started coming after me on Twitter because I didn't believe her theory about like the Canadian government or like what the fucking, like what she was hiding. Like Brittany was, she say? What kind of harassment? I don't even, I, I don't, honestly I don't even remember. It was so long ago, but I was like, this bitch is crazy. I have to block her. Like she was literally attacking wow. me, coming after me for not believing her theory. It's like, first of all, she, oh, I know who she was, she was someone that was helping finance a book that her dad was writing about her life. Mind you, her dad was oh. in jail. Like her dad was never around. Her dad was never around. Her dad was in jail, and like Britney tried desperately to like have a relationship with him here and there, but he was like a, a you know mobster fuck up whatever, and they didn't had they had no relationship. Yeah. And then of course he you know he kept trying to come back when after she was famous and stuff, and and Britney being a, a, a girl wanting her dad, like she tried to make it work, and it just it just didn't. And um and then he wanted to write a book about it and sell a book after she fucking died, and it was you know for whatever. I was so aggravated. I don't like any. Anybody- like, trying to profit off of someone else's um, passing, you know, or – I don't know. That's why I didn't watch yeah. Soleil Moonfry's documentary. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't watch it. It was like – I don't remember her ever being around Brandis for the last decade of his life. So I know they had a relationship when we were younger, mm-hmm. but, like, don't, don't include this stuff for – I, I don't know. I just think some of that stuff's private. Here we are like here on a podcast, I'm sharing all of this stuff, but there's no, there's no monetary gain <laughs> or like out, you know, like we do this cause we love to do it. And I like I have like real stories about real people in our crazy lives. So anyway, Jesus. I you know it's really, it's really sad. It it, it
0: really is like what, I mean, I, I was a massive fan of her. There's a lot of like things that I used in my, Riding like, in Cars with Boys. You know, boys. maybe my, my oh, team.
2: She's my so, teens so good. Teens. Pardon? I mean, Riding in Cars with Boys, the movie she did with Drew with, Barrymore. Yeah. I, mean, they, I, I just fucking love her and everything she did.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She just had, like, this thing, man. Like, Girl Interrupted, like, was yeah. one of the my favorite performances of her. Yeah. She was so good. And then when she passed... Eight away, Mile? And, and, and I could see it. Oh, yeah. Eight Mile. Uptown Girls. I mean, she's so great in that when I, and I could see it, you know, in the photos and stuff of her just getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier and like looking so unhealthy. And it's just, it's just so sad to like see, you know, someone that you admire so much to, to go through that sort of stuff. It made me feel better
2: to know that there were no like, like drugs in her system like that, you know, that there was nothing that was found that was like, you know, she wasn't like in her bed, in her bathroom, like doing cocaine. I mean, that wasn't, you know, she wasn't a drug addict. So I think she had a a considerable amount of stress and anxiety and probably depression and Hollywood, like, here we go. Everything goes full circle. Like it, it can chew you up and spit you out no matter how famous you are, how much money you have, or how Mm -hmm. great you, you know, people think your life is. It's, um, it's a really difficult place to navigate, especially when you're in your twenties. I can't believe you and I both lived in Hollywood in our 20s by ourselves. Like how insane. Fucking insane. I mean, I wouldn't do it now. Like well, we were just, I was like, fuck it, bring it, bring it. Nothing is gonna get me. Bring it. You know, you're like fearless. I was fucking but I think fearless. LA was safer back then. Was it? Or we, were we just really safer. naive, Scout? I think it was
0: safer. And also we didn't have the fucking internet. So not everybody knew where the fuck you were. Nobody at all knew times. anything.
2: No, I had nothing. You know? Yeah, you now it's privacy. like so
0: scary. I know there, there's no privacy, especially in Los Angeles. And also, I feel like the attitude of LA has gotten worse. Like, yeah. the, the the type of breed that yeah. comes LA is you can define it. I yeah. can now pick it out.
2: Like there was a guy I saw That's a video indeed. the other day of this guy that was standing outside of his house um, he had a G wagon and he like locked his car or something. And these fucking two dudes just pulled up, jumped out of their car in the middle of broad daylight when this guy's like outside of his house and they jumped him. They They tried to get his keys and his watch. He sees them coming and he literally sees them coming out of jump out of the car and go for him. They're trying. And he takes his watch off and throws it over his fence. So they don't take his watch with his keys. And then they run fuck yeah. then they try to oh, jump. I saw that. They try to jump over that. the fence to get his watch and they can't in time because they're like, "Oh fuck." And they leave. So so I I sent it to David and he was like, "Yeah, but he looks like he's asking for trouble. Like he looks like a target." I was like, "He looks like a target. He looks like every fucking guy in Los Angeles." Cuz he's wearing like his Prada bag over his shoulder and it's like, you know, his cute sneakers and his shorts and his shirt. I was like, "He looks like every LA dude." That has a little bit of money. Yeah. Like it's like 90% of Los Angeles look like that. We can't have nice things. No, we can't like, apparently you nice can't things out. No, you can't. Yeah. Apparently yeah. you can't. I mean, listen, I just busted yeah. out my nice purse for the first time I've had it in my closet for four years. I just busted it out now only Maybe because I'm only going here. I'm going to lunch. I'm going to the Ivy because I haven't been in a long time and I'm leaving LA. And I was like, I'm gonna go have lunch at the Ivy because I want to be like every other fucking tourist before I leave. And like (laughs) only because I'm going there and then I'm gonna go home. Like, I won't take it out anywhere else. Yeah. It's been Uh, sitting got it my 40th birthday. It's time that I buffed it. You have to think like that. I took my diamond out of my ring, girl. I told you. It's fake. It's fake. My diamonds are in the safe. They're not on me anymore. I don't wear my watch. I don't wear real jewelry. All this shit is fake, 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 fake done I am not Ugh, about to man. risk it anyway we've just been yapping and yapping and yapping everyone's like okay guys um do other people that have podcasts no, a, have like structure because good. you and I just like talk and hang out and then but I like it because people feel like we're like their girlfriends you know they're like I feel like I'm just hanging out with yeah. my girlfriends no, this is a good structure you are I mean what we talked
0: about in the beginning is is epic shit so now Danielle can you, you read talk questions?
2: sexy to me can I talk uh, sexy to you sexy i will i don't know if this is sexy um but this is let's talk deep fan questions great done i didn't get much sex questions there's a lot of like the similar thread of like questions we're getting this week so um i thought this was really interesting well this is a sex question um but i guess it kind of is so Let's, let's see if we can help them out. I'm not going to read a name. So um, they said, good afternoon. I had a sex question for podcast. I prefer to stay anonymous. Oh, good. Glad I didn't say their name. My question is, how do I convince my wife that I am sexually attracted to her? We had been married for four years and now in the beginning I had said some awful things to her. This has caused her to have anger and insecurities. Most of my earlier relationships were physical but not much beyond that. I don't have a lot of experience with oral sex. I had a bad experience with a babysitter. This is horrible. That forced my head underwater on her. I was maybe six or seven. She was in the bathtub naked with me. This has messed me up as I like to receive oral from my partners, but when it comes to giving it, that flashback comes back to me again. I'm older than her and I've had many sexual experiences. Not many were memorable though. Now that I'm working two jobs, I work 12-hour shifts, and I'm exhausted after work. Sex is the last thing on my mind. How do I convince her that I still find her sexually attractive? I'm becoming more comfortable with her, but I still hesitate to really let loose and go for it. Sorry for the lengthy message, but I really do love her, and I find her very fucking sexy. She has been hurt from me in the past, and it comes up when we get into arguments. She truly does rock my world. Any suggestions? Also, great job with the show. I binged all the episodes, and I fucking love it. Um, Yay. Yes. Thank you for writing in. This is... is, uh, It's this sucks. This sucks. Mm -hmm. This sucks. Um, yeah, I, I'm really like shocked, but not surprised, or surprised, but not shocked about how many, um, kids were, uh, molested, um, or sexually abused when they were children. Um, I get very angry with, uh, parents for, for allowing this to happen. Um, it's their responsibility to keep your kids safe and to know who you leave your kids with. Mm -hmm. Um, I also Mm -hmm. wonder, you know, hopefully this person's gotten some, um, some therapy, uh, and I can't believe a a woman, I mean, women are just as guilty of this as men are with, you know, with children, with abusing children. It's not like it's just a a, a dude thing, touching little girls. Like I find so many more men finally talking about the fact that they yes. were abused by a, a babysitter or a, a, a woman. I mean, it's, I, I just, it like completely blows my mind. I cannot wrap, I can, I'm a mom of two boys. I cannot wrap my mind around it. I don't know where these parents are, like your spidey sense. But at the same time, I guess, you know, parents work two jobs and maybe they're single moms. And like, you you have to leave your kid with a babysitter. Like you trust the babysitter, you trust the teachers at school. You know, I told you that story about how I was paddled by my gym teacher when I was in kindergarten, how he took a few of us girls into the equipment room and had us pull our panties down and spanked us with a paddle with holes in it. Like, obviously, I didn't do anything to deserve that. But like, I didn't remember it until years and years and years and years later, which is maybe why I don't like yeah. to be, I don't like to be hit or I don't like any kind of like S and rough, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like any of that stuff. Um, but, you know, and I guess this guy that wrote in is, is talking about what he did, you know, in, in the beginning and he's probably acting out um, because of his own trauma that he hasn't healed. And now he regrets it and it's, it's sort of scarred her. Um, this is like, there's like three questions in this one email. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it really comes down to,
0: I wish more people were aware of, of their, their, their trauma, their issues that they experienced as a kid. And I wish that people just realize how important it is to seek help, to work on yourself before, Or you ever get involved with another human being because just an even an ounce of what you're feeling, you're gonna pass it on to these people. I've I've done it. I've done it. And it's so unfair. And I really, really wish that
2: people would just be more self-aware of their own shit. It's scary. But it's so scary you know, to, to yeah. have to go down that road of therapy and go through and bring up that trauma again and work through it is really, it's like, it's detoxing. It's like a drug addict needing to get sober. You know, you have to get sober. These people know they have to get help, but nobody wants to do it. You don't, nobody really I, wants I to it's do scary. it, Scary, but you I, have I to, that it's scary. It's going to get but bad yeah, before it I gets imagine.
0: better. Yeah. Imagine, I mean, Danielle and I've done it for you guys. If you're out there listening and and you're scared to take that leap, you have to just fucking do take it. it now. Yeah, because don't don't be like I mean me, 30 years later and I finally got it. You know, uh, listen, I'd I didn't like, start uh, therapy. If I
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't start therapy. I had a little bit of therapy, you know, throughout my teen years. And then a little bit in my, in my late twenties, um, after Jonathan died, I saw a therapist for a little while and then I didn't. And then I got Crohn's and I was really fucking sick and thought I was going to die. And I was like, I have to get fix myself. This is all coming from shit I'm not dealing with. So at 30 was the first time that I really found the proper therapist. And mm-hmm. I went to her twice a week. For uh, fourteen years, and only the last year do I go once a week. I do not miss that fucking appointment Tuesday at eleven o'clock, and I'm very sad I'm not going to be here. I'm going to come in every. I was like once a month. I promise you, I'm going to be here in the office because I can't just do the Zoom. I need to be in her space. But it was it was night and day from where I started and where I ended, and it was really hell for a long, long time. Because the first session on a Tuesday, I would just vomit. And then I would work through it on my Friday sessions. There was never, 50 minutes was not enough time for me to, for me to work through all of the stuff that was still there. And I've had crash sessions with her too, where like, I need you for two hours, you know, uh, help me. I, I, like, I'm, I, this is, this is something really, really, really bad has happened and she's there and and we're able to work through it. Um, what were you going to say about therapy?
0: No, I just like, what do you think it is? Is it because it's not talked about enough as a kid, when you're a kid, like seeking help, uh, coming to me as parents and you can tell me anything or, or, um, you know, right and wrong. Like, is is it because it's not talked about enough in, as a kid that people are
2: embarrassed about it when they get older? I'm hoping maybe our kids won't, there won't be a stigma around going to a shrink. Maybe our generation is going to enlighten I don't know. I don't know. I, I, but I'm not talking about the millennials. So kids. I take care of so many kids and, and,
0: and a lot of these kids, I'm just like, do you want to talk to someone? Do you need to talk to someone?
2: And they're like, what do you mean? I'm talking to you. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, talk to no. me. I'm your mom. I'm your best friend. I mean, even my mom was yeah. doing that when I was younger. Like, why don't you like, just talk to me? I'm like, I don't fucking talk. I, I, are you kidding? Yeah. I only yeah. want to no. There's no, there's no safe place. No. Oh, I think it should be a thing that you do with your kids. Yeah. When they read it
0: certain age, they go to therapy. Yeah, for sure. It's fucking shit in, in fucking middle school, high school. That shit is oh, nuts. I yeah. can't figure what out what's going on there. I'm like, go talk to someone. If you need to talk <laughs> to someone and me, right You know, like, let's, let's make sure you, you have a safe space everywhere. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I'm already teaching Carter things that like. I, I never got taught you like something. This is a stupid little example. I don't know if I talked about this in the last episode, but I was painting his fingernail, his toenails. And, um, of course, um, and it was actually the polish that you gave him. So it was like a green, it was like a, the LOL, like a green glitter. And we use a little heart stickers that you gave him. So it was, was painting his toenails and I put, he wanted green glitter over the top of the green and I put it on him and he was like, "Ew, it looks like yucky broccoli. And I was like, yucky broccoli looks like yucky broccoli. And he was like, yeah, I said, that's funny. You know what, Carter, I'm going to teach you a lesson. I didn't see it as yucky broccoli. I saw it as a delicious sugar Christmas cookie. And he was like, huh? And he like mind altered, you know, and, uh, and, and I said, here's a really good lesson. Things are different depending on how you look at them. Because you and I looked at the same thing just now and we both saw two totally different things. So you and your brain can choose either you see it as something yucky or you see it as something yummy. It's really up to you. Aww, you're such a good mom. Ugh. he's like. Well, then of course he's like, okay, 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 mom, shut up. And then like later, I'm like, what did? So what? So what was the lesson? I was talking to mom. I like, go, oh, what was the lesson that mom taught you today? Like how? What did you learn today? And he was like, um, that my toes don't look like broccoli; they look like a cookie. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. He's like, doesn't really purely. understand, you know. And then we were in the line. We were going to McDonald's the other day on Sunday. Um my first day out and there was a woman the kids wanted food before we went to the park to ride bikes. And there was a woman that was in line behind us that she was like, had her window down. She was smiling to the kids and waving. And they were so happy because they'd been locked inside the house with me for a week too. And they were waving and she was so nice. And I just was feeling really good to be alive and free and out. And I pulled up to the window and I was like, I want to buy her her breakfast. The woman was like, what? I'm like, whatever she's ordering, I'll pay for it. And... Carter was like, that's so nice, mom. And I said, here's another great lesson. When someone makes you feel good, you return the favor. And doesn't it feel good to give back? Like, how good do you feel right now that someone was nice to you and you were nice back to them and you just made her day and you don't want anything from her just to make her happy because she made you happy. And he was like, Oh, cool. That's so cool. I was like, I've always kind of wanted to to do that. You know, those things on Instagram where it's like someone pulls up and they're like, today's your day. We're going to give oh, yeah. you a blah, 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 you know? And yeah. Or what, you know, what, whatever. You always wanted to open up your own food truck restaurant. And we've made that happen for you. Like, I love that. I love that shit. So anyway, so oh my God, I
0: see, I see Carter's diary in like 10 years. <laughs> Mommy's Lesson
2: number one, mommy's <laughs> lesson number two. It's just going to be all lessons. <laughs> Good. Because I, <love> <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't get fucking taught any lessons growing up. I was like wooden spoon. That was oh, my lesson, you know? I love that. Um, okay. How much time
0: do we have left? We have, just to make sure, let's, let's we check We have that.
2: like 10 minutes, 10, 15, like 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. Really? Oh, oh yeah. snap. Okay. So we don't have any time for some 911s because oh, no, I want to play some do one. Nine I want to play. One. I, I think this, this video will, if we have time at the end, maybe, but this, I want to play something with this
2: case that is absolutely crazy. Okay. So okay. okay. Video anyway. Okay. Okay. As long like as there's something. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right, guys. Well, I hope that we helped a little bit. Um, you know, Oh God, I, we didn't even really answer the question. We started getting into our own, our own shit. Um, Oh God. Um, we're going to come back to this question on the next episode. Like, give me time yeah, to think yeah, about okay. it cause it's, it's, it's loaded, but I thank you for writing in. It's very intense and I'm sorry that this happened to you and, um, uh, I hope you yeah. get to work through it. I really do. And, uh, and your, your wife knows that you love her, I think, you know, so, um, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, talk about it, it is, on the next one.
0: It is hard. I mean, yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it next, next episode, but, um, I do want to chime in on that. Yes. Okay. So as I, as I read this, I'm unfortunately scout, not gonna be able
2: to talk face. Talk scary to me, scout.
0: I Talk scary to you. I me. will talk scary to oh, you God. and I'm going to be pissed the entire time I read this fucking case oh, God. because it makes me so livid that there are people out there like this. So let me hold on. I'm just going to make your screen t- tiny so I can see your face because I want to see oh, God. your reaction to this. Um, So this is about Arlie Hernandez. She was a three-year-old girl. She was the cutest little fucking
2: thing ever. There's a special, special, special place in hell for people that hurt children.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. So a California mom whose three-year-old daughter suffocated to death during a 12-hour exorcism. To rid the child. I saw this. The mom is fucking crazy looking. Yes. Yes. To rid the child of an evil spirit. Said shortly before her arrest that she was sad that the girl had died, but was thankful that she wouldn't have to live in a world where everything is just so bad. Like everything is just going downhill. And I swear, this woman, the way she talks, is so annoying. She's like a valley girl. Like apps. Yeah. Like it's it's not even. She's just like ah, whatever. You know, whatever, whatever. It's fine. She on drugs she, she,
2: or she's just mental.
0: She's just mental. She posted a smiling video saying, "It is what it is." Ugh. Her name. Yeah. So her name is Claudia Hernandez, 25. She told police that her daughter was possessed by a demon because the little girl would frequently wake up in the middle of the night and cry.
2: It's called night That's, terrors, you fucking bitch.
0: Like, night are terrors. you fucking kidding me? On September 24, 2021, at around 9.30 in the morning, morning. Hernandez and her uncle drove the little girl to their local church where Hernandez's father was the church pastor, Mm, believing that the girl was under demonic control. She told police she held her daughter around the waist and neck to help her throw up, which she believed would help her get the spirits out. Along with her father and uncle, they tried to induce vomiting, holding down the child, and depriving her of water and food, a police report noted. One individual was holding this little girl by the neck, while one held her around her abdomen, and the last held her around her legs. She strangled her multiple times to the point where the victim went unconscious. She struck her hands down. She stuck her hands down her throat and continued this course of conduct for almost a full day. Danielle, I can't, this little I, I, three. Uh, like six, thir- 12, 12 hours. I just can't. Hernandez says she believed her daughter died somewhere between six and six thirty PM. Oh my God. I'm like trying not to cry. Um, but authorities were not called until shortly after 8 PM to report that her daughter was dead. The police arrived at the church, which is run out of a private home in San Jose, finding that she was unconscious on the floor. After attempting life-saving measures, she was pronounced dead at an area hospital about 45 minutes later. The autopsy determined that her death had been homicide due to suffocation listed as the cause the first responders also observed bruising around the child's eyes her Mm. neck and chest a few days later hernandez set up a gofundme campaign for the burial (laughs) okay her instagram profile description includes a nod to the bible verse about finding strength during a difficult time (laughs) hernandez's father who is not who's not named um he said, he told the outlet, if you read the Bible, you'll see that Jesus cast away demons and makes sick people healthy again. It's not what I want to do. It's when God, in his will, wants to heal the person. The preacher is like an instrument of God. What we do is what God says. So months later, um, January 27, 2022 to play this video for you. Oh God. She
2: posted talking about the death of her daughter. Why, why didn't she go to jail right away? sure that you can. Why wasn't she arrested on the spot?
0: That's what I was trying to find out. If anybody can find out information about this case, I was trying, she was arrested after this video came out.
2: I'm like why but she admitted was she, she not she arrested? Would, they all admitted right then and there it was the autopsy said a homicide she everybody the yeah. police knew that the mother and and grandfather and somebody else did this to her exactly. so why aren't they all arrested so I was
0: I, I was baffled I was baffled they did not get arrested until January 31st all of them Yeah I know how crazy Okay so I'm going to play this video that she had
2: Oh god I saw this bitch Oh, yeah. my
0: Mind you, this is this is twenty uh, nine minutes into the video. She first starts the video by laughing and, and being like, oh, guys, you're like cash at me. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It is what it is. You're like, what, if maybe it's wrong. I don't know. Thank you guys so much for the money. And she's just talking about, you know, her experience being pregnant and like super happy. And like she's laughing through the whole video.
2: Okay, hold on. So she's just I a sociopath. She's a sociopath, and her and her family obviously are, are as well.
1: Yeah. It's one of the best things that you could be. You know, like it's it's, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing how you could have another. You could have a human. You know, I remember, <laughs> even when she was one, I still can't believe that I had a baby. I was just like, I have my daughter. Like, she's mine. You know, I was like, she's mine. <sighs> I'm going
2: to stab her like, in her throat. I just
1: feel like, I wanted to try this baby, like, To talk about her, to tell you guys who she was. And, i you know, like I said, my baby was such a happy baby, you know? Just wait. I don't know. I I could sit here and be negative about the thing like, oh, like I wish I could go back, and this and this and that. But it's like there is no point of me doing that, you know, because I cannot change what is, you know, it is what it is. So I've learned to think positive, you know, because it's 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 many reasons why God took her, you know, and I sit here and I think like, oh, what if if something what would have happened to her? You know, what if she would have had, like a sickness or <laughs>
2: she would have gotten or, medicine? Like,
1: to her, like I don't know, it's, it's a lot, you know, and 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 at the same time, like I, I don't know, like 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 I told you guys, like I I can see here being negative, but as like and be negative, like oh not being negative black be sad about that whole situation that she passed away but it's like there's no point you know because it is what it is it is what it is you know she's not here with me it is what it is you know and um it is like what's the point you know i'm just gonna be getting myself putting myself down when there's no point for me to do that you know like i cannot chase the past and
2: I just have no words. Actual fuck. I hope that she gets ripped to shreds in prison. I really do. But this is what I'm
0: telling you. She didn't think she did anything wrong. She did not think she did anything wrong. Neither did her father or boyfriend or uncle. So... It was passed down. Like all of them did not think that they were doing anything wrong. And, and this is interesting. So in, so on January 31st, Hernandez was booked into the Santa, uh, uh, Santa Clara uh, County Jail with every, everybody else. So I found out it's not the first incident of strange things happening at that church. Mm-hmm. In a separate case Police had attended the same house-based church last month, searching for a kidnapped baby. Oh God! A woman charged. Yeah, a woman charged with kidnapping the boy is reportedly one of the church members. So, and then also, professional professor Allison um, K.V., whose research focus is on the history of magic, science, and religion, said one of the challenges in Catholic Church has not been preparing priests to perform exorcism, exorcisms for over the past 100 years or yeah. so. So, this demand is not being met by people who are not qualified. But, like, qualified? Like, come on!
2: <laughs> are we really still doing on, exorcisms? <laughs> is this really still a thing?
0: Apparently we are. This year, one was done on a, a, a three-year-old, a
2: three-year-old yeah in San Jose.
0: And was she was murdered.
2: I don't, I, I, I I don't understand. I just don't understand. I I just don't understand. I have no, I have no words. Except I hope that all of those people rot in fucking hell. Yeah. Where they belong with the devil that they thought was inside that beautiful little girl. I can't even imagine a, a, a baby that trusts you. You, you, you trust your, your mother. Like it's your mother. (laughs) And your mother's the one that you die by your mother's hands. I just can't, I, for, for many, 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 many hours, I just don't, I just don't understand how people like this exist in the world. I really don't.
0: Her whole family. (sighs) She had no one. She had no one that she could, she, she, it's just so sad. Let's just believe in
2: God and that she's in a, a beautiful place now and that she's free from pain and that she, she escaped this life with those people. Uh, unfortunately it took her 12 hours but let's just hope that she's flying free as an angel somewhere and you know she gets to come back and another as another baby with somebody else that's going to love her forever don't start crying you're gonna kill me you're gonna kill me you're gonna kill me, <laughs> you're gonna kill me. To for thanks for listening you guys i'm gonna go uh, i don't know what right now i'm gonna go i know
0: i just thought it needed to be told cause it I, does because so it's fucked up, up. So fucked.
2: Oh god, she like guys. had no one,
0: and like I just, I like just be aware, you know. Like I'm very aware. Like, I just, just be aware of your surroundings and people, and like
2: pay attention to people's you know, Kids, you see yeah, say so You see something, say something. If you see something, yeah. say something. Please, you guys, gotta yeah. look out for kids that can't look out for themselves. This goes in for ev- yeah, every way. Wives. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we love oh. you. Happy Tuesday. Take care of yourself. Love one another and look out for one another.
3: Bye. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform, or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM podcast network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories, if you're brave enough.